Hello, Katie Rose. Hey, John. <laughs> Welcome to the Reclamation <laughs> Church podcast. My name is John. I serve as the youth director here at Reclamation Church in Plano, Texas, and I'm joined by Katie Rose. Oh, it's me. I'm yes, joined Katie always Rose. by Katie. <laughs> I sometimes I met I mess it up royally at least once a week. It's a lot to, to like, say. Yeah, especially in like one breath. Yes. So he's joined by me, Katie Rose Bodette, who is the ministry coordinator here at our church. Resident superhero. There it is. There it is. So this past Sunday, we started a new series called... Married. Just Just married. married. Yes. (laughs) And uh, so Tom opened it up and I want to talk or kind of start our podcast today by asking, what is the funniest thing funny now but not in the moment what's the funniest thing that you and a loved one or if you want to go there you and a spouse erica have fought about we have to do spouse don't we kind of it's a married series we've got to do spouse i have this one story but i want you to go first because you have been married i love that tom has been just like using like (laughs) i've been married for two minutes but i also remember the first like two three months were some of like the hardest learned lessons that I walked through in marriage and so I get it I like yes I'm in it two I'm months. in it right now yes you're in it <laughs> all right so share yours um so Erica's not gonna mind this is common knowledge if you know Erica really well like this is common knowledge so Erica her <laughs> that was my water bottle. Is that Sorry. your ASMR water bottle <laughs> yes. trick? I just learned what that is, you guys. Katie Rose just learned it, and she's. I think she's playing it down, but I think she's really creeped out by it. I am creeped out by it. Like, I'm sorry if you listen to whispers going to sleep. That is weird. I like think of scary movies, and then also I think of like if you've ever watched the. TV show Lost, like the whispers in the forest. That's what it makes me think of. That's literally, that's it's all it is. You're just whispering into a mic like this. It's really not. It's really calm. It's tell them about the value. Really tell us about the value of that. <laughs> <laughs> oh my um, so Erica, uh, just like how her and her family, they're, um, it's, it's hard to explain, but basically like Erica, when she gets really snackish or like really hungry mm. when we're on a road trip or something, she'll give you like a warning, but it's like a late warning. Okay. So like if she, one thing I've learned about Erica is that if she goes, I'm feeling a little bit snackish, she's been feeling that for like 45 minutes right. and now she's telling you and you have five minutes, maybe more like more than likely 30 seconds to get her a snack okay or something otherwise she'll just completely change her mood like and, velociraptor and go after your soul okay um and one time we were on our way to arkansas to go camping with her parents we left late because i was working and i got that day off that's not important but <laughs> we were driving by ourselves and um it's like a five-hour drive, right? To yeah, Arkansas? From, yeah, and we're leaving. This is back when I lived in Denton, so it was like five and a half. It was like six hours because right. we had a first drive to Dallas because the highway that you take to Arkansas is only found the fastest way is just drive to Dallas. So, so clearly you're going through a meal time, like six hours without eating. At least is two meal okay. times. Yeah. yeah, yeah, okay. Um, and so we're like 
I want to say we're by Paris, Texas, which is like two hours in. And nothing around. Nothing is around. It's yeah. just Paris, Texas. Mm-hmm. You know, if there's any listeners from Paris, Texas, I'm sorry. Tell us what where he should have gone. Where should I have gone? Because I didn't see anything. <laughs> um, and we're right there. And Erica goes, hey, I'm feeling a little snackish. And, you know, we'd only been dating for like three or four months, maybe. And so I didn't really. You didn't know the snackish role. I yet. didn't know the snack role. OK. Um, and she's like, I'm feeling a little bit snackish. And I'm like, all right, cool. like two maybe two or three minutes go by and she's just like she's like do you even care do you even care that i'm hungry and i was like oh my gosh what just happened like she just snaps and she just starts just like coming after me and i'm like oh my god i gotta pull over i gotta pull over what do i have in my car look under the seats so from that day forth whenever we go on a trip i always bring a snack I always bring something like a protein bar and I have it on me. I was going to say you should have just like an Erica snackish bag in your car at all times. No, I know. Like when we were on our honeymoon, she said that exact same phrase and I like pulled over in a Bucky's and I was like, let's get lunch. Yes. Good <laughs> idea. Oh, see, you learned. That's so I quick. Learned. I learned. Look at that. What's your funny story with you and Nick? Oh, it has nothing to do with food, although there have been many hangry stories just like that. So I feel you, Erica. I've been there. Um, But I will say that the big one that sticks out that we like to kind of poke fun at now um, is whenever right after we got married, we had all these like Target gift cards and stuff. So we went out, got our Target um, haul, came back. And this is whenever we like started figuring out where things were going in our house. So we're like, ooh, we should put the, uh, you know, the knives, forks, and spoons in this drawer. And all of that went great until we got to the bathroom. So the master bathroom um, has two sinks, you know, underneath the sinks or these um, cabinets underneath. And so typically one puts a trash can underneath. Would you agree with that? No. Okay, what would you say? The trash can goes by the toilet. Right, so there already was one there. But we had an additional trash can. So Nick wanted one because, you know, whenever you like shave and stuff, I'm not, I don't shave my face in the morning or at least not very regularly. So I don't need a trash can (laughs) access. So he was like, I'm going to put a trash can on my side. And I was like, cool. The obvious thing to do in my eyes was put that under the sink. And so if you've been to our house, but for those listeners, um, when you walk into our master bathroom, it goes Nick's side and then my side. And then you like L to the, you know, you take a left turn to our master closet and the toilets right in between all that stuff. So um, what he wanted to do was put the trash can on the outside, like where uh, it just doesn't like even trying to explain it. I'm like, what was going through his mind? No, just outside of the cabinet. Like, it just lives right outside. Oh. This. And so you guys fought about that? So we fought hard about that because oh, I wow. was like, that is the craziest, most stupid thing I've ever heard in my life. I love you, but it's so dumb. And it was like, he was not moving from that stance. And he had all of these ridiculous reasons, you guys. It was like I had to shut my eyes and be like, who is this man that I married that I did not know all of these things about? And so um, moral of the story is that the trash can is under our sink. I won. 
Um, but yeah, it was just one of those things I didn't realize I would have to fight about a trash can and its placement. Wow. That's that's crazy. I know. It's it's the one that we, we usually tell. So yeah. But I, I, I won. So. I can't imagine Nick arguing. He just seems so nice. He is so nice, but there are things that he is a creature of habit. And so I think like at his old houses or something, that might have been the case. Or Frat just, houses. he's all about efficiency too. So mm. like to open the door to the cabinet and have to reach under there's an extra probably twenty seconds a day. And <laughs> time <laughs> currency. Like, not a morning person. You tack on twenty seconds, he's like, I'm out. So I just make him cookies a lot. So that kind of balances everything mm. out. The trash cans are where I want them. He gets cookies. That's one thing me and him share. Yeah. Definitely. I'm a cookie fiend. Yes. Cookie monsters. So um, to our listeners, hopefully you have funny stories or you found some some fun in that. Um, there are definitely lots of heated things that happen in marriage. I mean, that's just one out of probably a billion. We've been married for four plus years. And so that's just just one that I like to share. Wow. Four years. <laughs> Crazy. Four years. Yeah. So um, the title of Tom's sermon on Sunday was His Rightful Place. And he wasn't talking about the man's rightful place. He was talking about um, God's place in our marriage. Um, and what did you kind of take away from that sermon? Nothing. No, I'm Nothing joking. at all. Um, I took a lot. On, I mean, that's such a generic answer, but... Yeah. Um, as far as marriage marriage series go, it's very easy to like go one way with your marriage um, series. Like, you know, it's just easy to go like down one alley and just stay there. Yeah. In the married couple kind of ring, I really enjoyed the fact that he brought it. Um, and we'll get to the we'll probably get to this towards the end, but when he talked about being single mm-hmm. and being in the series, I thought yeah. that was really really great because. Not a lot of times do people take that opportunity in their marriage series to talk about singleness and how you can learn in marriage series as well. Mm -hmm. Um, One thing I was doing during Erica and I's engagement was listening to a bunch of different churches, marriage series, just to kind of figure out, you know, what I'm getting myself into as far as marriage goes. Because, I mean, it's it's a it's not an easy it's not for the faint of heart. Like you really like one thing I've learned. I've learned so much just about myself in these first couple months with Erica that I've ever learned like like anywhere. Ever. Yeah. Like yeah. I in marriage you show your tendencies, you show like your I mean your, your I call it your home self, mm-hmm. you know? Um and it's just crazy. It's it it's is. it's so crazy just the way God has designed marriage. But anyways, I really enjoyed the fact that he talked about idolatry in yes. marriage because that is such a easy thing to get into, whether it's your wife, whether it's your kids. I love that he said kids because, mm-hmm. oh, man, as a student pastor, you see sometimes stuff like that and you're like, oh, man, come on. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, why? Mm-hmm. Um, and so I really enjoyed the fact that he made that idolatry because it's, it's, I mean, yeah, a lot of the times it's easy for you to go, oh, my wife is my the center of my world or my husband is the center of my world. Or not even saying that, but all of your actions like definitely point to that. I think, um, 
putting putting that as like, well, I don't idolize my spouse or I don't idolize my kids. But if you really look at what you do, like just look at your calendar Mm -hmm. and that will tell you, you know, he asked the question, like, what is your life centered around? What is your calendar centered around? If Mm -hmm. you're like going to ball games every single night, you know, barely making time for just uh, sleep and it's just all about them. Ball games? Like, come on. Yes, that is such a thing. Like sports with kids, you know, kids being in sports or kids oh, in clubs. Oh, I thought you were talking about like going to like a ranger game. No, or no, no, like, no, no, no. Like kids in sports, you yeah. know, that is a whole thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and parents make that their world. And then guess what? Like kids get over that or they'll like go to college and the chances of them or they're not good yeah the chances of them actually <laughs> making it to like the, you know the big leagues and stuff like that slim to none and so i just think like gosh we we definitely have it backwards when that when that mm. happens uh we actually i went through a process of realizing this not when we were married but actually whenever nick and i were dating um i remember us fighting just like constantly and the the reason why we were fighting was because of how I felt. I felt like he wasn't making enough time for me. I felt like nothing, uh, he wouldn't plan things for me and all of this other stuff. And and it would just continually be like, I do that. Yeah, I do that, you know. And he, of course, like looking back, he was doing all that. But there was this moment where I remember in my apartment in this sketchy part of Carrollton, I was just like sitting on the ground on my bedroom floor and I started just bawling because it hit me like a brick wall that I had put Nick at like the top of my life. Everything revolved around him. Mm. And it was like, I contemplated and like prayed about this. And I was like, do I need to like break up with him? Is that what I need to do to like make this better? And thankfully God was like, no, you don't have to do that. Um, You don't have to go crazy on it you just have to like it and Nick and I had a talk and and it was just a good like wow I couldn't believe how much like it it just was so apparent to me like I was getting so upset because of course this guy that I was putting on a pedestal kept letting me down because newsflash he is a person and he's broken and he sins and like he's not God who I should have on that pedestal And so I don't know, maybe if you're listening to that and like you keep getting in arguments with your spouse or anybody in your in your life, um, maybe there's just like a lot of tension. I would say, like, are you putting them in that number one spot? Like, take a real look at your life. Yeah, definitely. I love that Tom even talked about that, like in his sermon, like he gave us like the tear. Mm -hmm. Like, I just I love that. Like, God is number one. Yes. Like your wife or your husband is number two. Everything else falls below that. Like, I just love the fact that he like he vocalized that Mm -hmm. um, because I've never heard any pastor vocalize that. Like, it's hard. It's a really hard thing to just like kind of get behind. Like, hey, God is my number one. My wife is number two, especially in kind of like a romanticized society that we live in where I have to find my Cinderella. I have to find my Prince Charming. I love I love that he was like the idea of the one, you know, it does not. Yeah, exactly. (sighs) Gosh, I I hate that. I got caught up in this because I I grew up in the 90s and, you know, that's when Disney was coming out with the princess movies, Mm -hmm. Prince Charming. Oh, yeah. And you do not realize how much that actually affects like how you see 
a future husband in your oh, eyes. Oh, yeah, all that subtext. Just yes. like, I need to find... I always wanted to find like a Belle. Like yeah. Belle was my pr- like that was my princess crush growing up in the nineties. Yeah. Like I need to find my well read, like mm-hmm. built differently, like not of this world, <laughs> Belle girl. Mine was Aladdin, straight up. It was Street Rat. <laughs> yes. You wanted your rebel. Oh. Yeah. Your bad boy intellect. Ma- ooh, maybe I can have Nick dress up like Aladdin for Halloween. Oh, that'd be cool. Yeah. Except like PG version, because Aladdin yeah, like, like didn't version. have a shirt yeah, on. He didn't the have whole a shirt movie. on. Yeah. Wow. I don't know. Let's get back on topic. Okay, sorry, sorry, sorry. Yikes. (laughs) (laughs) So this idea of the one, like, that's so, uh, it's just wrong. Anybody can be the one. Anyone. You can make it work. Anybody can get, can make it work. That's one thing Erica and I learned in premarital counseling is like, they were just like, hey, like, Erica is not the one. And I was like, what? (laughs) She's not the one. Like. There is no because one. It doesn't exist. Yeah. The limit does not exist. Exactly. It's like if you want like that's that was like lesson number one in our in our counseling. And I'm glad Tom said this because it was like, hey, like if you this if you want this to last, like you got to make that conscious choice to make compromises and like literally make like just sacrifice certain things. Like yes. just be OK with that. That's what. That's what that's what it's all about, and communicating. Oh, communicating yes. is number one. Absolutely, and that I I wrote down this statement because it took me a while to realize this that um, in a marriage you can either be roommates or teammates. There's no in between. Yep, that's it. The hardest time to be teammates on the same team is in the midst of conflict or hardships. Mm-hmm. Like when Nick and I, like I feel the tension, like there's going to be that disagreement time. I have, this is my number one thing that I have like to deal with to, you know, we were talking with the youth, like take up my cross daily, die to myself during this time is not to be the, not to, um, when we start, you know, feeling like we're going to have a disagreement, to take my focus away from being right or winning the argument to literally reconciliation is the end goal of that fight instead of like, no, I'm right, or this is the point that I need to get across. And it is mm. so hard. Oh, my gosh. It's so hard. Yeah, it really is. I mean, like, oh, I think it's all about, like, when, I think it's, like, all about forgiveness, too. Mm-hmm. It's, like, just learning that, you have to forgive and learning that you have to forgive yourself for the things you've done. Um, and just to like, let it go and move forward in, in those situations. That's really, that's really what it is. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's why I don't, I don't really like, like, I don't like the whole creating a list of like the things that you want in your future spouse. Mm -hmm. And then like just solely searching for them because if I'm being honest, like Erica, if I made a list, my 13 year old list of my future wife is not Erica. Right. <laughs> like the my future, like the my ideal wife was not Erica at all. Like she is the complete opposite of what I want. And that's perfect for me. Yeah. And that's what you want. Right. And you probably see this with Nick, too. Like, I mean, the things I the the, the beauty and, and the, the the wonder of, of the marriage that God designed is that that person that you're married to is not you at all. They're right. the opposite of you and they are going to be better at things that you suck at and they're going to 
that and they're not going to come like Tom said, they're not going to complete you. And that's oh, that's right. so good. But they can be your teammate. Exactly. Like they can rally with you. And I think it's so it's just so important to remember that marriage is hard. Mm-hmm. Marriage is hard because there are two people, two people who are broken, who are sinful people. But marriage is awesome because there are two people oh, yeah. who are saved and children of God. And I think whenever you look at your spouse as I, I read this somewhere, I think last year, um, it said the moment that you look at your spouse the way that you would if you were entrusted with a child, like if you're a teacher um, and you have this star student and you just like, they're so great, wonderful, and the parent is there, like you're going to treat them well. So if you look at your spouse as a beloved child of God, you know, God's like right behind them holding their shoulders. And in that moment when you're like, oh, I'm just so mad at you and you want to like call them a name or something, whenever you like have that vision of them, it totally changes your perspective of how you treat them Mm. with kindness, love. Like that's the way that you should be talking to them. Yeah. And just showing them how much that you love them. And I don't know, again, it's so hard in the moment, but um, yeah, it's, it's really, yeah. Yeah. That's all I have to say. (laughs) That's it. it. Um, Yeah. But yeah, I love that. Um, One thing that's interesting that, and we'll kind of wrap up with this as well, as we can, we're running out of time, but um, Tom talked about Genesis two in in his sermon, and uh, I was doing some reading, and the like word for Eve in Genesis two, I it's like this Hebrew word, um, but it like the the term helper, like when he when they says that word the helper, mm-hmm. um, in Hebrew, um, has kind of this meaning where it's like, um, in like Jewish tradition, it's like a a rock and another rock that lean on each other. And the other rock is to support like Adam, but it's also like to push back on Adam. Mm. And so like, like that's what like the, the term, I can't even, I can't remember the word. I should have like, like memorized it before we got into this podcast, but it's like this idea that Eve was not only there to support Adam, but she was also there to push back on him to help him like yeah. grow and yeah yeah like she wasn't just there to just like hold him up like the the whole point of them leaning on each other and pointing to God it was mm. that she was gonna like press against him like yeah. challenge and push him that's so and good. I think that's like a really I can't think of the word and it's really frustrating because <laughs> I want that to be kind of like a practical idea for for today is like your spouse is not only there to support you but you need to be okay with the fact that your spouse is also going to like push against you Mm -hmm. like literally push you like press you like like if you think like a football like a lineman like just like a right pounce on you yeah and that's okay they're they're there to push that that's one thing that erica's been teaching me these past this past two weeks she's been teaching me this for like three years um is that like she does not just take everything I say, like, for, for granted. Like, she literally, like, she'll test everything I say, like, every single thing I say. Like, um, whenever I teach on Sunday, when, when I get the chance and, to, and opportunities to teach on Sunday, like, she will literally go through my sermon with me and then just literally fact-check everything I say. And she goes, where do you get this? Where do you get, like, she is pushing against me. That's so good. And it's making me better. It's the yeah. iron sharpens iron. So. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. And 
I think we should close with two things. Number one, that reminds me of um, using your gifts. Like that's a right there. Erica's using her gifts for you and yeah. then you are taking that and applying it, getting better. Um, Enneagrams. If you guys don't know your Enneagram type, there is so many um, great resources out there to help you understand your spouse better and yourself better. So it it goes through so many things and all you have to do is Google it. Yeah, and, I'll link gosh, it in our show so notes. We've talked about Enneagram before and I really, I, re- I agree with you. I think we need to really press into that. Mm-hmm. Um, that is like an identity thing, but as in like a, like, hey, this Just is. Just a tool. It is a great to tool. To help you understand like in conflict, what are their tendencies? And so you can like, the last thing that I want to say is this phrase, um, whenever Tom gave out the tips on Sunday. He talked about this idea of living in community. And I think it be, can be taken two ways. You need accountability. If you're a married person, you need other married people that are there for you and with you and that are calling you out. Like if you, you know, are straying from or not treating your spouse the way, and then they need to call you up. So that means the the tension that you're talking about, like the linebacker pushing, I think that's the calling you up. Like, we need to continually be better spouses because we are in this for the long haul. Mm-hmm. And it is fun to think about, like, we have the rest of our lives to get to know this person that God has so greatly and just merciful mercifully put in our lives to be our teammate. And we should never stop pursuing them and understanding them and wanting to get to know them. And sometimes, yeah, we're going to find out things that, you know, are hard to understand about our spouse. Um, but I think that's also like a fun challenge too, mm. you know, just to understand them a little bit deeper. Um, so yeah, that, I just love that. You need people in your life that are going to call you out and call you up. So oh, remember yeah. that. Love that. Well, uh, thank you so much guys for listening this Thursday. Uh, love getting to do these discussions with you, Katie Rose. Yeah. Where can they find us? Let's see of all the places. We'll start out with our website. You can go to www.re.church. We have literally everything on there. You can learn more about our beliefs as a church. You can find different resources. And then as far as social media, you can hop on Instagram, re.church, Plano, and same for Facebook, re.church, Plano. Um, Yeah, and I think that's all the places. Yes, and if you have any questions or you'd like to reach out to us here at the podcast, you can email us at podcast at re.church it's a real email address i promise you it's podcast at re.church thanks guys again for listening i'm john and i'm katie rose and we'll see you guys on monday